Earlier in the fast lane, we discussed the idea of court storming and the fact that, I mean, look, I like it on theory on college sports, but if you're going to allow it, you have to have a plan in place for it. And clearly that's been an issue. But it does indicate that people care. And they didn't storm the court in Castle after Virginia Tech's win, but it's something that was really a really cool thing. And Kenny Brooks mentioned afterwards the fact that it may have felt over the top, but the celebration still for the Lady Hokies on senior day was rather rewarding. Be able to go out and to perform, you know, with all of that going on. And, you know, Elizabeth has 34 and 8. You know, we've grown accustomed to that. And we're just like, hey, okay, yay. And, uh, but that just shows how great she is and uh, what she was able to do. Uh, Georgia, congratulations, became the all-time leader in assists in Virginia Tech history. Uh, I don't know who wrote the script, but it was pretty daggone good. You know? <laughs> her, family, her family's here. Um, they're all in full force. You know, to be able to sit here and watch her break the record on senior night um, in front of a sold-out crowd against our arch rival. Um, if you, if you sold that to Disney, I don't know if they would buy it. They would probably say it's, it's too much, too over the top. I mean, it might be, but for Virginia Tech, it was a pretty cool Sunday. It shows that fans care, and I mean, ultimately, that's one of the things that you do want to preserve and ultimately nurture in college athletics, particularly women's basketball, where that level of care at a place like Virginia Tech has grown in recent years. So to get some perspective on that, somebody who has seen the Virginia Tech Lady Hokies, among many other teams, in her work for the ACC Network, Analyst and former Notre Dame coach Muffet McGraw with us once again in the fast lane. First time since the ACC basketball tip-off a couple of months ago. Uh, Muffet, a pleasure to have you back in the fast lane. We hope you are well. How do you look at where Virginia Tech was when they began this Liz Kitley, uh, Kayla King, and even Georgia Amor era to senior day a couple of days ago where the way the fans treated game day and then the game itself and the celebration afterwards shows there's immensely a level of care around that program. There really is. I'm not sure which is more um, big to see. Is that the development of Kitley and Amor or the development of that crowd? I have never seen an arena that is so loud. I know game day was just thrilled to be there because the fans really put on a show for them. And they've been supporting this group for so long. And they built the program from the ground up. They built everything from the ground up. Liz came in there with kind of a dream, I think, with uh, Kenny Brooks saying, here's what I see is going to happen. And she bought into it, and her and Amor have, and Kayla King too. I think the, the three of them have been terrific together. She she has done a fantastic job, Liz Kitley has, so too of Georgia Amor. But you you mentioned, Muffet, the, the Virginia Tech program and the way they've embraced it. We'll step back from the Virginia Tech angle and just more in college basketball, especially with the idea of court storming being an issue. And I don't know if that was something that you experienced as a coach, either uh, because you won or because somebody beat a team as good as you had at Notre Dame. But what's your assessment just on the overall landscape of college basketball of making sure we appreciate the passion that fans have, the fact that they want to celebrate these moments, but also the fact that you do have to make sure that players and coaches can be as safe as possible out there and that that does need to be properly addressed. Yes, it really needs to be. And with women's basketball, we are at a peak right now. We have never been stronger with more fan support, so many sellouts. And it started, I think, in the Iowa game, Iowa, Ohio State, when the fans stormed the court. And Caitlin Clark got bumped and could have been injured. And then you see what happened with Duke and Wake Forest. They definitely need to address it. It is such a big part of the game. I love when the fans storm the court. We, we had that at Notre Dame when we beat Connecticut for the first time way back in 2001. 
And it's just it's so exciting. It's a big part of college basketball. How do they get the other team off the court safely? That that is the issue. I don't I don't want to stop the fans from coming on the court. I just want to get the teams off safely. Uh, curious from your perspective, you mentioned having experienced uh, back when your Notre Dame Fighting Irish beat UConn uh, a few years ago. We'll call it that, Muffet. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> to be diplomatic, uh, but to, to to get to that point, we've seen it. I've seen it at Virginia a lot, covering games there. Where you know, regardless of the opponent or the outcome, the first thing that the yellow uh, shirted security guards do is they basically lock hands around the scorer's table and both teams' benches in that handshake line. Should that be something that is just universally implemented in the ACC and maybe even across college basketball as the uniform safe space where coaches and players can gather to funnel themselves out of the court if they wish to get away from any type of court rush? And I don't even know if the handshake line is effective in that situation. It, it may just be you want to run to the locker room. I know the conference commissioners were meeting on a conference call about this issue. I, I think it was today or yesterday. They're, they are making a plan of how they can fix this. And I don't know if anybody has come up with one yet, but I, I think we're, we're going to just not do the handshakes like we did during the pandemic, kind of give them a wave like, hey, nice game. We'll talk to you later. I want to get off the court. I want to get my team safely into the locker room. Muffin McGraw on all on the ACC network as an analyst, of course, on nothing but net on the ACC network and a former Notre Dame coach joining us here in the fast lane back away from the court storming topic. And we appreciate your perspective and insight into that to the Virginia Tech Lady Hokies. Is this a team that's rounding into form that we know can just be a threat to win the ACC tournament? Or are they a team that, even though there are a lot of different pieces, I think nine new players in total from last year to this year, that they've shown they've got the talent and the cohesiveness to make a run similar to last year where it was deep into March into early April? I love the word cohesiveness because that's what I see when I watch them play. Such a great chemistry with this group. Kenny Brooks has done a fabulous job. They went to the Final Four. They have a lot of new pieces. Missed a lot. I think Trailer was a big loss. She was kind of the glue that kept them together. She had some big games and they had to get these other kids to come along and they really have. Eck, I think, is playing great basketball right now. She's really peaking. But if you remember, last year they lost to Duke and didn't lose again until the Final Four. And this year, February 4th, they lost to Duke. I'm not sure they're going to lose again. So this is a team that's really on a roll. They are peaking, but that Virginia team is peaking also. So this is uh, this is a big game coming up. It is. It's big for Virginia Tech. Now they have to go on the road to a Virginia team. And we'll look at the Lady Cavalier angle to this in a moment. But so far, the Lady Hokies have seemingly navigated all of these hurdles that have popped up. Home, away, ranked, different styles. Is that a testament to their maturity? Is that a testament to the skill set they have to be able to beat teams in different ways? Or is it truthfully a blend of both? Well, I think it's the leadership with Amor and Kitley. It's the poise. But when you watch those two, I love watching them. Amor, she never has a bad day, right? She, she turns the ball over. She misses 10 shots. She never changes expression. She's back out there ready to take the next one. Kitley is getting banged up every time, not when she has the ball, when she doesn't have the ball. She's being fouled the entire game, and people are so physical with her. They've tried everything. Nothing has worked yet. Nobody in the ACC has figured out how to guard her. So I, I think it's a blend of things. Um, and Kenny Brooks is very calm on the sideline. I think, I think they look to him for that kind of poise and calm uh, feeling at the end of the game, too. So I think it is definitely a, a blend of all those things. But 
boy, they are putting it together right now, and they are on a roll. Heading into Notre Dame, and that is going to be uh, a big game, too. But the way this team's playing, I'm not sure anybody can beat them right now. No, I mean, they played very well. You said you're not sure anybody can beat the Virginia Tech Lady Hokies right now. Uh, are they a team that you believe has what it takes? I mean, we know South Carolina's good. We know about LSU defending champs, Caitlin Clark in Iowa. UConn's always a factor. But are the Virginia Tech Lady Hokies a type of team that can join that type of class of programs that could make it to the Final Four and contend for a championship again? Right now, I think South Carolina is the class of the field. I, I think they're, they're absolutely the number one prohibitive favorite to win it all. But yes, Virginia Tech is right there in that next group. And the good thing is they've played LSU. They've played Iowa. They've already seen them this year. They can watch that tape and see how they've improved so much since the beginning of the year. And Iowa was still a very close game back then, but they're so much better than they were in the beginning of the season because of those extra pieces that they've had to put together. So I, I think this team has a very high ceiling and it's going to depend on the bracket. I think the NCAA tournament, the bracket comes out. You look and see who's in, you know, in your bracket, and you think this is a good bracket for us uh, because of the way they guard or or what they have. And it, a little bit of luck coming down to it. Everybody, stay healthy and stay out of foul trouble, Amor. Muffin, Muffin McGraw. She's on ACC Network's Nothing But Net. Of course, she's also on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it at Muffin McGraw, dropping even more wisdom and giving some of that to us today in the fast lane. And we're going to totally disregard some of the wisdom that you would want as a coach or a former coach yourself, Muffin. And that is to take it one game at a time and not look past an opponent. Because... <laughs> Virginia Tech, they play at Notre Dame, which is clearly a challenging game this Thursday, and the fact that it's two top 20 teams should have the Lady Hokies' attention. But for our sake, they're at Virginia, which is a rivalry game for our Virginia audience in our backyard. Um, The Virginia Lady Cavaliers, it's more an excuse to pivot to them and the job that Coach Mox has done. They're probably not going to the NCAA tournament, but just how much progress have they made this year as a team that they've learned how to get out of their own way in certain spots and how to hang with and beat top teams in the ACC? I think Kamora Johnson is the key for their team of freshmen coming into this league. And, you know, she had some big games early, but she's been a little up and down. But now she is really hitting her stride. She's playing well. Cam Taylor's playing well. Yet Paris come off the bench, and she's playing well. Sam Brunel can make shots. I mean, they really have a really good squad, and they're really starting to peak. I think they could be an NIT team that goes – pretty far in that uh, in that tournament and that would be a great kind of springboard for next year for them getting to the NCAA tournament an optimistic picture for Virginia and the big part you mentioned about the trip to the NIT and it begs that question is it, I would guess and correct me if I'm wrong for some teams going to the NIT may not be what they ultimately want for the Virginia Lady Cavaliers how big would that be for them to get to that and to have another milestone in learning what it takes to continue to play a long grind of a season including postseason play and Coach Mox knows that's how you build your program. You, you're starting from scratch. She came in. She turned them around. Now the first step, you get to the NIT. You get some postseason tournament experience. You parlay that into the next year when now you're going to the NCAA tournament. And maybe you don't get a great seat, but you're still in the tournament. And now your program's off and running. Muffin McGraw, the Twitter handle for her. And, of course, she's on ACC Network's Nothing But Net and a basketball analyst with us in the Fastlane. Muffin, we appreciate your time and insight today in the Fastlane. Thank you much for sharing it. And we'd love to stay in touch as March Madness kicks into high gear. 
I'd love to. Really enjoyed it. Thanks. Our pleasure. Mark Muffet McGraw with us here in the Fast Lane. When we return, back to the topic that she just discussed with her own expertise. And if you missed it, it'll be up shortly. Fast Lane, Ed Lane, wherever you listen to podcasts. That being court storming. You've got some thoughts on that and other topics when it comes to sports. So keep them coming and we'll address them next here in the Fast Lane on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app.